Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. OCA's Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way we can continue to provide many choices, many voices with many choices to you. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. On air with me is Madam President of OCA Cleveland, Lisa Wong. Hey, here. <laughs> Woohoo! And it looks like it's just going to be a ladies' night with us today. Um, we have Johnny with a ghost host, wandering somewhere in the background, and he'll be popping up every now and then to make a couple comments. But you know, since he's a ghost host, we're going to assume he's genderless, right? Right? Uh, okay. Yeah. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to kick off tonight talking about a very exciting event coming up on December sixteenth. It is a Wednesday, it is an after work event, and it is the ICC WIN event. And Lisa, could you tell us a little bit about that? Like where it's gonna be, what time, what we can expect? All right, so this is the sixth annual multicultural holiday celebration. It's gonna be at the Global Center for Health Innovations. That's on um, one West St. Clair Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. It's kind of like across from the Marriott over there. Mm -hmm. um, Tickets are just $10 if you register by today. So is today, the last day to, is today the last day to pre-register? To get the, to get the um, $5 off for the $10 ticket. It's normally like $15. So oh. after today, it'll be $15. Um, you'll oh, have man. to RSVP to pay at the door. So <laughs> got to get <yeah>. on it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. You know, there's going to be like a whole bunch of um, foods from many different um countries we've got um northern indian middle eastern food as well as mexican food um i think they have the peruvian as well this year last year was so popular i couldn't get in line to get any food i'm like everyone's like oh saying how good it was i'm like i didn't get any (laughs) that's right i think the peruvian they had like um it was almost like a fried rice dish but there were some spices in there i've never had before and i really enjoyed it yeah I, I, I got what I thought. <laughs> I got but, some. I snuck in at the end. So. I think this year those food stations will be a little bit more separate so that there's not like a long line. So each station will have its own line so that you're only in line for the station that you're at and not like one giant line. Got it. That's probably like why um, the line was so long because there was only one line that people thought that they had to go to ah. each one. So this so year they this way. People- showing them the different so, lines yeah they'll be more like you know spread out so that everyone can have a chance to sample the foods and not just um be in the line the most of the most of the night so and this like is a filipino food. oh sorry i was gonna say this is a family-friendly event too right because i saw some kids there last year oh yeah um all ages it's mm-hmm. i mean there is a cash bar um uh-huh. but it's open for everyone that's um, $10 a ticket. There's, um, we still have that um, international fashion show. Um, mm-hmm. Probably a lot of kids were in that. And mm-hmm. we have four performances. We have the Hula Fusion. Mm-hmm. And we have the North Olmsted Acapella Group. I think they're called, um, where is it? Uh, acapella. Are they like a wait? Fusion is this like Bollywood sort of uh, music? No, Hula Fusion is the um, no, 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 I, I mean the, group. The uh, North Olmsted Acapella group is called Special Edition. Okay, and what kind of music do they do? Like uh, what country? Um, they might be representing the the U.S. because we do have burgers. Oh, you know, hamburgers. Ooh, oh, we're we're you know including all countries, Western culture as well. It's like so it's past the having... season, so it's exciting to have, like, hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, actually, we had pizza, oh, which yeah. was very popular. It was so... popular. I think it was more for the kids, though. <laughs> yeah, and for anyone who, um, you know, some people might be not willing to try other foods, so at least there's something for everyone, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and we do – I have a little list of foods here. So 
Um, Ooh, go ahead. We have Northern up. Indian from Cleveland Tiffin. They're going to have samosas and tandoori chicken um, from Kanzaman, Middle Eastern food, hummus and baba ganache, I guess, and rice and chicken. Liwa yeah. is going to have siumai, which is what pork shrimp um, dim sum, and they're going to have a veggie lo mein. Mm-hmm. Luchita, they're actually donating the food. They're doing chips and salsa. Ooh. And I think tacos as well. And then, uh, so Filipino food, we have Shanghai, I think it says. Chicken and, uh, chicken and pork dish. Then we Shanghai. have... Um, <laughs> I guess we'll have to go and find mm-hmm. out, right? Because <laughs> Shanghai is a city yeah. in China, but if there's a Filipino dish called that, it sounds it's pretty interesting. Something like Even, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, people I traded it. on the seas a lot, so you never know. But I'm sorry, go ahead. And then there's Polish food, homemade kabasa, mixed pork and beef, Polish style. We've got Serbian food, um, potato salad, and something that's C-H-E-V-A-P-I. Oh, <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Oh, man, just thinking of all this food there, and it's only for 10 bucks, and there's entertainment, definitely worth a ticket. Definitely. A fashion show. Well, I think a lot of people like that there's a fashion show, and people are dressed up, and they get to see the costumes up close and take you know selfies and pictures with people in costumes so it's it's very interesting how diverse um the audience is mm-hmm. so definitely something to go to because last year they had the brazilian samba dancers there too and yes. i remember it was like so crowded in there i could barely get into the the room the performance room they took one of the conference rooms and they moved all the tables out and they put up a stage and the acoustics, in my opinion, were pretty decent for an open event like that. And it was so packed. I had to squeeze in front to try to get a view. It was pretty exciting. I didn't visit the cash bar, though. So I'm pretty sure some people want to check that out. <laughs> now, are they doing any special mixed drinks or is it just like standard drinks? I'm not sure since I'm not really a big drinker. So oh. <laughs> I should have on the, menu, the bar menu. Um, I'm sure they'll have a variety. variety. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're going to have at least four major performances. Let's see. I think I was missing a group. There's, oh, there's the Spanish dancers from the Fairmont. Have you heard of them? Um, no, but I know there is a really good Spanish group. They have really gorgeous costumes. Um, I don't know if that's them, though. I haven't, I haven't seen them in a while. I performed with them a couple years ago. Now, they didn't ask me to perform this year, but I know in previous years they would always ask me to. And I feel so bad because it's a Wednesday and I'm always like, I'm sorry, it's a school night for my girls. They can't they can't come this far because some of them are from Akron, some are from Westlake. And I'm like, uh, you know, we just can't do Wednesdays. But this is great for me on a personal level because it means that I can actually enjoy the shows. You know, this is so exciting for me. So I will definitely be there. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's great. Yeah. I mean, going to all these events, you get to see everybody perform. And, well, I mean, for the other people going, for me, I'm usually backstage. And I can hear the music. I can catch, like, a side view of it. But it's always exciting when I don't have to perform. And I can just watch the performances. Because there's a lot of talent, like, multicultural talent in Cleveland. Um, and I don't think a lot of people notice it. And another thing going on uh, that's unrelated to this event, but that's coming up in the spring, is uh, Corento Vanye. And it's happening... I think it's by East 55th. No, it's East 60th something. There's a there's a um, Slovenian um, community center like there. Oh, are are they doing something besides Kranzovania? No, no, no. There's no. Or is it? Or is it? Is it the same thing? And they're just making it bigger. Sorry, the same thing. I think. (laughs) It's a, uh, okay. Yeah, because they do have that community center there too. Um, I was part of the parade last year and we, we have a very warm winter this year and the winter before in 2012 was very warm. But last year, um, well, 2013 was okay, but last year it was so cold and I was out there in my dance costume in like below freezing weather going, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> oh, I think but I remember that. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, and they I think almost it was a blizzard that day. There wasn't was a it? blizzard, yes. <laughs> and the police, they were shutting down the roads and they almost were forced to cancel the parade. They're like, if it drops two more degrees, we're going to cancel this because nobody should be outside. And they have these, um, I think they call them Corentovans. 
they're no, they're called Corrents, and I'm looking at it right now. And they they're these big white hairy buffalo creatures with like ribbons on their horns and you know um they're supposed to be chasing away the miserableness of winter and the darkness and to bring back spring and summer and these people wearing these costumes like oh we're perfectly warm and i'm looking at them like well i'm not (laughs) but it was great it was great it was so much fun to be a part of it and i was really glad to be a part of it it was a crazy day because I was with you guys at Asian Town Center doing the Dragon Dance, and then I went and I participated in the parade, and then my dance company performed later in the afternoon, so I was back and forth, and it was a good thing it was all oh. in, like, the same area, so <laughs> I was just worried, because it wasn't close enough to, like, walk, but it was close enough for, like, right. a five, ten-minute drive, but then we had a parade, and then I had to make it back to my car, and that was, that was kind of a rush, but I got lots of exercise that day, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, that was an interesting event. You know what? I, it was strange that, uh, you know, I met someone who was Chinese, and mm-hmm. his wife was the Slovenian. And I said, hey, it'd be, it would have been perfect for you because, you know, we got two cultures in the same area, you know, happening mm-hmm. in Cleveland. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to visit Cleveland next year. Right, and it's all in the same same day, unfortunately. I mean, we could do it because it's all in the same area. Um, so anybody who wants to check out Chinese New Year and Kerensovanie, um, the Slovenian Carnival Festival, uh, I'm reading this on Wikipedia. It says Kerensovanie is one of the most ethnologically significant Slovenian Carnival festivals. So it's uh, literally a five to ten minute drive. I say ten because if there's like bad weather, it might you might want to drive slower. But in good weather, no traffic, it's literally three minutes. Um, so five minutes with traffic. <laughs> I know I'm like I'm really really detailed about getting some places on time but um Lisa have you been approached about doing the Asian Town Center Lunar New Year because I know you did it the last couple of years right um I haven't heard yet I think um they're a little probably a little preoccupied to think about that so we're not okay. sure yet okay because I mean it's it's getting pretty late um, I mean, Chinese New Year, I mean, Lunar New Year is different, is on a different day every year because, well, it follows a lunar calendar. Um, I, I was about to go off on a tangent, but I'll finish what I'm saying first. And uh, the new year for next year is February 8th. It's on always on a new moon. And that's relatively early because I think it goes as late as the 20th of February or maybe even the 22nd of February is the latest it could be. And the earliest is uh, the sometime in the second week of January, I want to say. So it's within that range. Maybe even like the third week of January. It's within that range. And February 8th is relatively early. It's it's about a week and a half, two weeks earlier than it normally falls on. It's usually later in February because you, you're thinking it's the returning of spring, so it would be closer to March. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they'll contact you soon. My girls have been preparing. I know the Asia Plaza. <laughs> yeah, they're so excited because they like that one because they like how there's like a black backdrop so it feels like they're on a real stage even though it's like a like a festival sort of thing. Um, I know Asia Plaza normally does one, but I don't know why they haven't done it in recent years. Maybe Johnny can answer. Well, actually, I know. <laughs> oh, Johnny's back. They, well, they have because they have more shops open in Asia Plaza. They didn't uh-huh. feel that it was right to put up a stage and block any of those shops. So there's actually no backdrop that they could set up a stage okay. location mm-hmm. you know because all their you know all their um the areas all their shops are filled mm-hmm. you know i think there's only one space left but right. it's not a place that you could put up a stage or yeah, back the front entrance right. or not the, well, the so, parking lot entrance <laughs> not the front but, entrance but a major entrance or the uh park but, but, close yeah. to park to shop you may be able to set it up there too yeah well, Johnny, you usually why? plan that one. Have they talked to you about a possibility? Not at all. I think because they they run out of space, they just don't yeah. have the energy to do anything anymore. Got it. Because they used to have a smaller one inside of Liwa. But now they still do the dra- or the lion dance, but they don't do any of the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, they usually do is a dinner on Liwa for celebrating Lunar New Year. Um, I think they they just they feel like they don't have to, and, and the resources or energy to put it together. Got it. Yeah, because their their um, plaza is very full right now. Yeah, yeah. And that that's good. Good for them. Woo! <laughs> and I also heard they have like more lion dance opportunities. So they have, you know, before they would only have like what a few, and then now I think last year because they didn't have um, a big festival kind of thing for the Lunar New Year, mm-hmm. they had more lion performances at both 
um, East 30th and Liwa, but now East 30th is has changed ownership, yeah. and it's the name of it is what you guys know the name of the new yeah, one? Yeah, some Sichuan restaurants. Sichuan Cafe. Cafe? I think so. It sounds about right. <laughs> Have you been there yet? I haven't been there yet. I haven't. I still call it East 30th Cafe, even though I know, I know it. The food is good. Changed. It's decent. Is it good? It's not bad. It's decent. Okay. Is it? How is it compared to Sichuan Gourmet? Oh, very good question. Did you tell me the Sichuan Gourmet over there in Beachwood? Yeah, because you no know Sichuan what? I heard, Gourmet. I heard some gossip. I heard that I one of their head chefs. Yeah, the one by um uh shoot Tink Hall. Tink, yeah. Tink Hall. Yeah, <laughs> that oh, grocery store. I, that one I never seen. I never tried, so I wouldn't know. There's so I've only good. tried that one. I've never tried the Sichuan Cafe. The other no, one, it's, it's way spicy for our taste, so we don't oh. actually eat. Maybe I should yeah. go to Ting Hoi later after here. I'm you should getting... check it out. Like, Sichuan food is really, uh, it's it's supposed to be really spicy. But I heard a rumor that the main chef from Sichuan Gourmet left and bought the cafe in oh. Asia Plaza. That's a rumor I heard. I don't know if it's true, so don't quote me on it. But, Interesting. But you should check out both. The woman who owns Sichuan Cafe. What's that? Who owns it? I thought it was a I met a woman who owned Sichuan Cafe. Oh, she took, um, yeah, took I think classes. I think her name is Jenny. Oh, I don't know. Uh, she don't know. she was part of a. I met her from the Prescott Casino. She was helping uh, Mary on on the uh, Asian uh, Casino in, invitations and events. Okay. And and that's how I know her. And then you know she used to own a restaurant around here too. So maybe and, she like. "Quote unquote," stole or gave a better offer to the hash. I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I shouldn't be trying to feed this rumor. I don't even know if it's true. Yeah, so. let's, let's not talk about rumors on on the air either. Yeah, let's not do that. I, I just know that Shashwan Gourmet. I hear that many people who love that style of food love going there. So I've oh, heard really? that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I cook it at home. Like my mom. That's where I grew up in my early youth, so I can eat lots of spicy oh. food. Okay. I have a funny story. The only spicy I want to eat is chow tofu. Oh my God! They can't. They can't make that here. I Somebody just told me that it's illegal because of the type of bacteria they use. <laughs> really? I did not like, know. Like it's just like blue cheese, but with tofu. It's like blue cheese tofu. And I'm like, ah. Or I guess like nobody really bothered with the process of getting it approved, so they can't make it or sell it here. I, something detailed like that. Yes. Oh, interesting. It was actually my vegan friend who told me, and he absolutely loves it. So, yeah, he's been to Japan a few times. So. <laughs> Oh man, I would love that dish here. We should just go. We should go to like somewhere in Asia and just eat that. We should go on a stinky tofu trip. Smuggle in a bunch of right. Oh, sorry. Then smuggle a bunch of those into to clean. <laughs> well, we might have some problems with um. Well, Lisa knows the mayor. We could just get <laughs> just just. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. I think. So, so thing speaking about Japan, um, my friend Peter and Cynthia, they just came back from Japan. Really? I didn't know they were gone. They, they were there for two weeks, and he, they got they gave brought us a, one quite interesting story about Osaka. Yeah? Apparently, Osaka is the only city in Japan that does everything differently from everybody else in Japan. When uh, everybody yeah. stays in the right Osaka. lane, Osaka is the only, people, uh, only city that everybody stays in the left lane. Oh, I heard about this. So and from their understanding, also they experience more rudeness. Or rather, every rudeness you can possibly find was all in Osaka. Wow! Why do you think that is? Uh, because from the history, they said that Osaka was the uh, the capital city for only one week. So the people there were so upset about it, they decided just uh, you know be different. <laughs> that. Oh, okay. So yeah, because they only be, they they were only. The capital of, the, of Japan for one week, so they were not very happy about it. Where was the capital before? I don't know that part of the story. I should, I should <laughs> ask. We should. We could probably Google it. Um, but no, we'll just leave it at the story. Um, but going back to the one thing I was about to go off on a tangent about the Lunar New Year. Did yeah. you know there's like three different ways to measure years in in China? I was looking up my um, horoscope because, well, you know, with Lunar New Year coming, everybody asked me about the zodiac, so I have to brush up a little bit. I usually start off while reading about myself because why not? And apparently it's not just a lunar calendar. There's also a tiger calendar. And then a third one I don't remember. 
um, because it got way too confusing. It was about how you divide up the days. I'm already and, got my headache right now. <laughs> exactly. So there's three different types of calendars that were used throughout the history of China. And the only relevant one now is a lunar calendar. But when it comes to like zodiac signs and natal charts and whatever, they will also look at the tiger calendar and this third one. I don't know. It's just called the dragon calendar. I couldn't remember. So after reading it, I decided that I will refrain from reading too much horoscopes altogether because you're right. It gives you a headache. <laughs> but for anybody who's ever curious about it, you can look it up. Oh, and there was this one time DJ Lexicon asked me in a message, what year is it in China? And I'm like, 2015 <laughs> it was a very strange question he didn't really frame it correctly i think what he meant is how many years has china been doing things in a historical and cultural point and i explained to him um that in the taoist philosophy at least actually in a lot of chinese uh, fortune tellers they still look at it they go in 60 year cycles and they do five cycles of the 12 year cycle and they give the year. Every year has a name. It's not a number. The years have a name. And one indicates where they are in the five-year cycle. And the second character indicates where they are in the 12-year cycle. And I found out the year I was born, 1984, was actually the beginning. The renewal. Oh, great. Now everybody knows how old I am. But, <laughs> but, the, year, <laughs> but the year that I was born, as it turns out, was the beginning of a fresh 60-year cycle. And it says that um, karma on Earth for Earthbound beings happen in these 60-year cycles. And that was very interesting. So I told him that. And then a couple weeks ago, I found out that it's actually like year 4,793. Yeah. I can't remember where I found it out exactly. But let me pull that up because I sent it to him. But anyway, I'm done talking about the years. You're Somebody the monkey else. next year. Yes, it is. A fire monkey, too. Yeah. Fire monkey. Okay. Yes. Um, e yeah, it's bad for water types and wood types. <laughs> All right, I, I'm getting a lot of headache from reading all this stuff already, or listening to all this stuff. Well, uh, well, well, then why don't we take a break, and we can come back and we can talk more about it. All so, right. Johnny, you're going to play some music for us? I will play some music. All right, catch you guys in a bit. I say it's over You say it's over
ngayon'y nag-iisa pagkatapos ng ula. Bagamat nakalipas na ang mga sandali ay nagmumuni kung ako'y nagwagi pinipilit mang sabihin na ito'y wala sa akin ngunit bakit hanggang ngayon nagurugo pa sa kanya pa rin babalik sigaw ng damdamin sa kanya pa rin sasaya pulong ng puso ko kung buhay pa ang alaala ng ating nakaraan ang pagmamahal at panahon alay pa Sana lang ay minamastan ang larawan mo at ngayon bumalik nang siya'y kapiling pa alaala ng buong magdamag kung sakali man isipin na ito'y wala sa Sana'y tingin ang tinig kong nag-iisa pa rin. Sa kanya pa rin mabalik sigaw ng damdamin. Sa kanya pa rin sasaya ng puso ko. Pagmamahal at panahon, alay pa rin sa kanya. Khan Company is a critically acclaimed Bollywood dance and fitness company based in the San Francisco Bay Area. The company's troupe made it to the top 48 on the NBC show America's Got Talent Season 5. In 2013, they performed at an inaugural ball in Washington in honor of President Obama's second term in office. And recently, they were invited to perform at Oprah Winfrey's tour, The Life You Always Wanted. The company also offers 100 dance classes a week for ages 3 and up in 10 cities in and around the Bay. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the Monarch Hunt Company.
Cleveland for having the Mona Khan company at this year's Asian festival.
So, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with OCA's Asia Town Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And my name is Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. On air with me tonight is OCA Madam President Lisa Wong. In the house. Oh, I was like, do we lose you? <laughs> no. <laughs> and also on air is Johnny Wu. Woo. So, um, Johnny, you were telling us about your friend who heard you on the radio. Yeah, yeah. a friend of mine listened to on the radio uh, by accident was listening radio and found uh, our, our, our show. And he recognized my voice and started listening to it. And he's like, hey, wait, why are you guys playing Latino music in the Asian Asian Home Boys radio time? Like, well, that's not Latino. That's uh, Filipino music. <laughs> because they're all from Castellano. So they actually have similar background, history background. Mm. From Spain. Oh. So, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's a similar type of um, music, but it's not, it is not. Latino music. We were playing uh, um, Filipino, Filipino music. music correct. So uh, anyway, I was wrong. Um, 2016. We were talking about the what year it is in uh, China when uh, my friend, or actually DJ Lexicon, I'm going to call him out on this. Randomly sent me a message on Facebook, and literally it said, "What year is it in China?" And my response is dot 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 2015 with a question mark because I really wasn't sure what he was asking, um, but it stayed on my mind. And I've been looking up some of these things, and it shows that it says here on this website, ChineseFortuneCalendar.com, that 2016 is going to be the 4,713th Chinese year. There we go. And <laughs> here I am. I'm reading this about the Tiger, Tiger Month and stuff. I'm going to send this to you guys so you can read it. Uh, I will also post this on Asia Town Voice because I think it's, it's a little bit interesting. <laughs> uh... Memories. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> but anyway, so what do we have to look forward to next year? Um, Lisa, you said the Asia Town Center is in process of getting ready for um, their Lunar New Year celebration? Maybe. I have to Maybe? check. <laughs> okay. I, I, so, I don't know for sure or not. So. I know that those were Asia Plaza, which is understandable why they can't do it, or it wouldn't be good for them to do it. Um, but... What without the um, Asia Town Center, Asia Plaza ones? What major Lunar New Year celebrations are there? Is Cleveland State still doing theirs with their uh, different cultures together? Yes, I believe Cleveland State is doing their celebration. Um, mm -hmm. Each of the Chinese schools also do their own New Year celebration, and I believe the library will be doing their Lunar New Year celebration. Yeah. Theirs is usually late, in one March. of the last ones. Yeah, so I believe there will be a lot of. Um, events happening and we will probably put it on the OCAGC website. So we'll find out as they happen, we'll list them on, you know, OCAGC.org. Ah, uh, okay. So I've totally run out of things to say. <laughs> it's okay. We, um, we get into near at the end of the year. So this is our what, third year or fourth year to be in the radio? Third year. Woo! Third year. Wow. <laughs> Well, I guess um, there is something I, I've, I learned this a long time ago, and it's a part of Chinese culture, and I recently met up with an old friend, and she also does this. It's uh, called the I Ching. I don't yes. know. You've heard of it? Yes. Uh, uh, uh. So, Lisa, have you heard of it? No. No? Maybe you tell me more. <laughs> so, Johnny, Johnny, how much do you know? Because I don't really know how to explain this. It's, it's kind of... Some people say it's divination. Some people say it's a meditation practice, and some people call it black magic. No, okay, it's, not really. Uh, I Ching <laughs> is a, is part of the Taoism. It's basically called the Book of Change. Um, mm -hmm. Many people go to the temple and they will pick out pick out a bunch of sticks, and and throw the stick in the ground, and then see the 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 definition the stick because there's each stick is a little bit in size, uh, uh, sizes. The longer, shorter, medium size. And then when you throw it on the floor, they then they will then they will read based on how it's landed, 
and that will provide a meaningful uh, huh. metaphor about the person's future or past. It's almost like how the, Chin- uh, the the Chinese uh, Chinese cookie. Fortune cookie. Uh, fortune cookie came about. It's actually very much using the itching uh, 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 metaphor, metaphor, uh, similar similar ideas to to create uh, fortune cookies. Interesting. See, I've never heard about just throwing the sticks on the ground. I've heard about reading a cracked tortoise shell. Um, I guess I could. Okay, so what I understand of this history, and I don't know. I'm pretty sure most of this is myth. So there's these two characters, the Chinese Adam and Eve, which are known as Fuxi and Yuwa. And Fuxi was believed to be the first man and also the first emperor. And Yuwa was the first mother and the first, um, uh, not hunter, but the gatherer. So she planted crops. And it said that for him to mark the seasons to help Yuwa, for Fuxi to help Yuwa to mark the seasons, he came up with a way of marking and measuring the seasons. And he did it with um, two symbols, either a, a solid line or a broken line. Um, the yin and the yang. So the solid line is pretty much a straight line. A broken line is like two dashes next to each other with like a break in the middle. (laughs) And eventually um, they decided to create hexagram arrangements. We'll start off with trigram arrangements, which are uh, a series of three of these lines. So it's a combination of, so the solid line they call the yang line or the masculine line and the broken line they call the yin line or the feminine line. So they arrange them in series of threes, and they represent different things from like thunder to mountain to lake to heaven to earth to wind and water and fire. Did I say eight of them? There's eight of them. Okay. Well, there's eight of them. I don't know if I said all eight of them. So eventually they uh, stack them into a series of six, and it's supposed to help meditate on changes in your life or to predict changes depending on how you use it. And yes, it is rooted in Taoism to my understanding. Um... But what I learned was you don't throw the sticks in the air, and the sticks are not different lengths. I learned that you have 49 different sticks, because seven, there's a reason for why, why it's a seven times seven. I can't remember off the top of my head, even though there's six lines. But what you do is you're supposed to not throw the sticks, but randomly separate them into two piles, and then you would, um, I, you know what, I'd have to show you. You would put like, you would separate them slowly and you have you would take the remainder of the separations when you get either four or less and you take that remainder and you separate the six three times per line and you take that remainder and it gives you a number and it's either six, seven, eight, or nine and that tells you whether the line is solid or broken and then you also have either a changing solid line or a changing broken line. It gets super detailed so I won't like bore you guys or give poor Johnny a headache because he says his head's going to fall off. Um, <laughs> it's already falling off. It's already falling off. That's on the ghost. <laughs> oh, that's why you're a ghost. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Excuse me. But anyway, the I Ching um, has, uh, in my understanding, in, in uh, New Age uh, religions and traditions, have become more of a meditative process because the process it takes to take these um, sticks and to separate them into these different piles is a very calming process for some. And they're the people, I guess, a lot of fortune tellers in like the ancient practices would use these as divinations to um, predict the future. And I say that with like a little asterisk. It says this is not scientifically proven. So, <laughs> so yeah. take this with a Yeah, the Yiching was, was really started in a warring state in China. So it's, it's quite some time ago. It's part I thought of... that was the Tao Te Ching. Uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm actually reading the Wikipedia right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it started in the early imperial period, 500 to 200 B.C., Mm-hmm. And it was a, um, a more like a what do you call this? I just saw the word divination text. Mm-hmm. And it, throughout the time, it became you know more more suspicious, religious. But it's more about Taoism. And like you said, it's more it's original was planned for meditation, and it mm-hmm. just changed through years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you you know a lot of this is subjective, and it's got a lot of psychological practices in it, but. Oh, shoot, what was I going to say? I think my grandfather used to know how to do this. Oh, really? Really well. Well, because uh, uh, the, our family, we have martial art family tradition. Oh, uh, yeah. We had to know a Taoism. And this is something that they, he had to know how to do. What is what is the one style that is based off of the 64 hexagrams? There is one. Bakwa? Oh, shoot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Bakwa. <laughs> that's actually what they call the original eight trigrams. It's Bakwa, <laughs> yep. which means literally eight trigrams. Um, 
and 64, that's how you get 64, is 8 by 8. But a lot of people, I guess a lot of college kids that I ran into who do this, they, they use the coin method. And what you do is you have three coins, and of course it's heads and tails, so they represent the masculine and the feminine. And it's a combination of how these three coins land that either give you a broken line, uh, changing broken line, a solid line, or a changing solid line. So, yeah. yes, we could probably talk for hours on this, but I feel like some of our poor listeners are a little bit lost because I understand that when I first started reading about this, I was pretty lost too. That takes some time. <laughs> it does take are, some are you, time. Are you, in, are you incorporating all this in your book? What book? Uh, Which one? I, I mean, Ava is, in, is, is Ava in, uh, no, incorporating all this in the book? No, um, but Takana might. Oh. Takana okay. is my Chinese face because I write about more Chinese things. So I can't really explain it. But no, no, no. Ava talks more about just reincarnation and it does have a lot of Eastern beliefs, but I don't put anything that I believe is anything powerfully spiritual in it because it's mostly science fiction and fantasy. So. Got it. Yeah. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, um, any requests for... Okay, well, we, gonna... we can play up uh, more songs to let people enjoy the different culture, different type of music. Especially like my friend thought we were playing Latino music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess before we end today, uh, we still have a little bit of extra time. So I want to say that I am really happy with my dance company um, and the diversity. I, I teach Chinese dance to anybody who wants to learn. And for me, it's more important about the attitude than being a specific ethnicity and I love my group because okay most of my students are Chinese um, but I have to say two of them are not and I really love their enthusiasm for the culture and their willingness to learn and their enthusiasm for dance overall and I have to say that only one of my students is quote-unquote traditionally Chinese meaning that she has parents who uh, are first gen not that it matters but parents that are both like Chinese and grew up teaching her Chinese in the whole household with culture and everything and the rest of them I think is wonderful are either adopted or uh, doing Asian studies in college or just fans of different types of dance and really like the Chinese culture so anyway it makes me very happy I'm very satisfied where my dance group is right now just mm -hmm. wanted to share that. you girls okay. all know who you are I love you guys Girl power. <laughs> okay. Sorry. sounds like a same thing with the dragon dance team. I mean, I'm pretty proud of them because we're a very culturally diverse team and, you know, we're learning together and it's more about, you know, sharing the culture, learning the culture versus, you know, ethnicity. So yeah. I like that our team is very diverse and even um, some of the members who, you know, are not Chinese, they're mm -hmm. very knowledgeable. Oh, yeah. Probably eat Chinese <laughs> and cook more Chinese than I do. <laughs> Sometimes they tell you things that you don't even know about your own culture. <laughs> like either because right. it's not the region that you're from or it's because it's so modern that you're like, oh, I haven't been back there in a couple of years. I don't know. Like the little apple dance. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should Google it. Chinese aunties dancing to little apple. You should Google it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, maybe we'll post it on the Facebook page. There you go. Oh, I'm dying. Um, well, I'll, I'll explain it briefly. Like, the senior citizens in China, uh, we call them uncles and aunties, but it's mostly the aunties. They do lots of aerobics, like simple aerobics. Like, they just like to get out, be on their feet, and dance around. And every now and then, they'll be like, um, I don't know who does this. Like, maybe it's like a dance company, or maybe it's the government, or maybe it's some dance school who does this. But they do little, simple, basic choreographies to teach to the mass groups, to songs that are produced. I'm thinking maybe it's a song producer to do this. But in the last year and a half, one of them really took off, and it was called The Little Apple. And little kids started doing it, and kids in high school started doing it. And it's just hilarious, just because it's such a simple dance, but they get really, really into it. And when you have, like, hundreds of people in, like, a soccer field doing it, it's great. It's hilarious. I mean, it's, it's hilarious to watch, but at the same time, it's a great um, demonstration of unity. So it's awesome. <laughs> Just Google it. Aunties dancing to Little Apple. Okay. Chinese aunties. Yes. Check it out. You know how to do it right now. All right. <laughs> and this is the way to end the note. Chinese aunties dancing to Apple, Little Apple. I mean, the way to end the show today. Here, let me play the song. Let me see if I can find it.
All right, I think that's that's um, the first interlude. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we've exposed you to the ever so popular little Apple song. <laughs> uh, Lisa, Johnny, anything to add? No, uh, well, actually, I do. If you guys are a Doctor Who fan, make sure to go check out my episode number five that got released a couple days ago. Can you share it on Asia Town Voice? Sure can. And uh, it's the YouTube. You can go to tra- uh, search for Trace, a Doctor Who fan field. You can find it, or I'm going to put it on the Facebook page. Sounds great. Okay. And Lisa? also, so Yin's little Apple Dance thing reminded me <laughs> of, you know, for the Tai Chi that we do every Sunday from 3.30 to 5, um, the, the, the lady instructor, she does this, little dance in for our, the warm-up so she'll do some stretching and she'll do this little to me it's like a little dance so i don't know if that's for yeah. coordination or but it's something <laughs> she does before the tai chi which is <laughs> interesting like i'm thinking like uh i'm not sure if it's stretching or or maybe it's just a coordination thing so i'll have to see it it yeah i usually i usually teach on sundays that's why so <laughs> Okay, so but all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check out the Tai Chi at your very own Asian Town Center at Sundays. And Lisa, what time was that again? Three thirty to five. Awesome, that's pretty long. Yes, and they they take breaks. (laughs) They take yeah, yeah. I I don't think they'll be doing Tai Chi for an hour and a half straight, or it'd be a really great workout. And don't forget to check out Johnny was uh, Trace the Doctor Who fan film. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll be catching you around. Cleveland for the Lunar New Year in 2016, the year of the fire monkey. And until then, we'll catch you next week. Have a happy holiday. Bye. Happy holidays.